0: This podcast was produced by Or FM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the Air. Good morning and welcome to the Dunedin Yoga Lady show. This is a show where I hopefully share my passion about yoga. So it's a show for people who perhaps already practice yoga and want to know some more or some of the lesser known aspects of yoga, but equally it's also for people who perhaps have heard of yoga, have wondered about maybe doing yoga, but haven't quite got to that stage yet. So my name's Kate, Kate Bendel. I teach here in Dunedin. I teach from the Vinny yoga tradition. And I've been practicing yoga now for over 30 years. And my journey with yoga has been through quite a few mutations and changes. Where I sit now with yoga is having this fierce passion really for opening the doors of yoga to a wider community, that there are so many tools and practices within yoga that are available for anyone, irregardless of body shape, size or condition. So what the show is going to be about today is someone wrote in and asked if I could talk about how to develop a home practice. And that is such a good topic. So thank you for that. And any of you listening who also have things that you want me to cover, my website, the Dunedin Yoga Lady, there's ways to contact me on that. And I'm always really keen to make this radio show relevant and interesting to you, the listener. So which means really anything that you want me to cover, I'm more than happy to take that on as a topic. So, how to build a home practice. I think this is one of the things that arises for people in in two contexts. Often for someone who's been going to a yoga class for some time, a point comes when it's the, the feeling of, actually, I want to be able to do this at home, in between coming to classes. So that's one condition that it arises. Or, equally, sometimes there are people who really are not keen on going to class ever. And they think, I I do want to practice yoga, but I don't want to turn up to a class and be in a class situation. And it's interesting to note that historically, yoga wasn't taught in a class situation. Yoga was originally taught one to one as a private personal practice, and everybody would receive a practice that was personalized. So, if you are one of those people who've always thought, Yes, I want to practice yoga, but the idea of going to a class really doesn't appeal to me, know that there are ways to practice yoga that are just private. Um, I work one-to-one with people, as do probably a lot of the yoga teachers in Dunedin. You could, I'm sure, contact a yoga teacher and ask if they're willing to make you a home practice, and they would help you do that. But more often than that, it's the sort of DIY And I'm a great supporter in DIY, so I want to cover this morning what you can do if you're listening to this and you want to start practicing yoga at home. What do you do? Where do you start? So the first thing I would say is you don't need anything special or fancy at all. Bear in mind that yoga mats didn't even exist 30 years ago so you don't even need a yoga mat often we want one sometimes buying those props or having the right gear can actually be supportive so sometimes and I must say you can get super cheap yoga mats now if you do want to buy one to support your home practice go for it but don't let it be an obstacle if you haven't got one you can just do yoga on the carpet so to begin with I think it's really important to allow yourself to be experimental and a little bit lighthearted with a practice. Having been in the yoga field for 30 years, the most constant pattern I've seen from people trying to build a home practice is they take it far too seriously and they have completely unrealistic expectations. They think that they are going to be that person who practices yoga for an hour every day at dorm. And 99% of the time it doesn't happen. So rather than set yourself up for failure, set yourself up for success. Which means being spacious, being generous, being open to finding the clues and cues about what works for you. It's a personal thing. If you get rigid to it, you're not actually going to find something that's sustainable. So one of the big things when you go into doing a home yoga practice is knowing or giving yourself the option. I call it good, better and best. So when we're trying to develop any new habit... Because this is a field I work in as well with people trying to change their drinking habits. It's like when we have this unrealistic goal, the whole thing's just set up for disaster and failure. So rather than having one goal that you think is the mark of a successful practice, I always encourage people to have like a sliding scale and on that scale you have what looks like a good practice for you, you have one that is a better practice for you and you have one that is the best. So by giving yourself room there, it right from the get-go the chances of you being able to turn up regularly and do one of those three things is far higher than if you just have one thing that is your yoga practice, which is like a 30-minute practice. Some days you are not going to feel like doing that. Some days there's going to be something happen in your life that it means actually you cannot do that. So rather than having that as a day of, oh, I didn't do my practice, I'm a failure, and the whole thing falls over, you might want to notch it down to what you've decided is your better practice and that is maybe a 15-minute practice, and you can do that. Or there might be another day that you really don't want to do your practice. And this happens. This is life. This is reality. We change. So rather than writing the whole lot off, you have got, as part of your understanding of, yes, I have done my practice, you have what is called your good practice And that might be as simple as 12 breaths. It might be as simple as sitting there and putting your hands on your heart and just doing a chant. It might be as simple as committing to three times, inhaling, taking your hands over your head, exhaling, putting them back on your belly. And that counts. That counts as a practice. So you do that on that day and you are maintaining this continuum of, yes, I'm someone who practices yoga. I did my yoga today. And that is really, really valuable because ideally yoga is something that you start to do on a daily basis. It may not be what happens initially. I know a lot of people and myself included If I think back to 30 years ago, I didn't practice every day. But that partly was because I had an epic practice that took an hour. If I could talk to my younger self now, I would say, have some other alternatives that also count as a yoga practice. Because what we really, ideally what yoga is, is it's a way of connecting a way of connecting with the light in your heart, your deeper self, that still-centred part of yourself. It's a way of coming home to yourself. And why wouldn't you want to do that every day? You would. It's far more valuable and powerful and will have an ongoing positive effect in your life if you can do it on a daily basis. So that would be my, my, my first thing to say when you're looking at building a home practice. Know what it's about. Know that actually that yoga is about connection. And so this can give you a lot more scope as to what you actually call your yoga practice as well. Some people love asana. Some people there's nothing better for them than to roll out a yoga mat and do some forward folds, down dog, all the things they know how to do and they've been into a yoga class or they've watched enough YouTube videos to know some asana that they love. That's a really, really great place to start. And the more the the more that you do that you'll probably Discover some favourites and it's always good to have those tucked away as well that for days that are not going so great or you haven't got the energy or the time to do what you would feel is your best practice, just pick a couple of the favourites and just get your mat out and do those. Another thing I would say is to support yourself into your practice by giving yourself permission, especially initially, to change up the time, the place and what you actually practice. Long term, that isn't what you would want to be doing, but when you're building a home practice, it's an experiment. So yes, traditionally they say the best times to practice are early morning. However, if you're not a morning person and you stay up quite late and you have spacious evenings, it's going to be far more helpful for you to do your practice in the evening because you've got more time and space and you don't have to overcome that major hurdle of getting out of bed early, which for a lot of people that is a really big hurdle. So so give yourself permission to fit it into your life in the easiest way possible I really mean that when you're first getting yoga into your life make it easy somehow we sometimes put on this sort of sergeant major pants and we think we have to be hard and militant and disciplined and that's what yoga represents yoga doesn't yoga is about supporting yourself in your life and sometimes we just don't know we don't know oh is it best if I do it in the morning or is it best if I do it in the evening or you're a shift worker and your life changes all the time in which case you just shuffle things around to make, make some space for it that's easy to make and you will get feedback from that and that's part of yoga as well as noticing yourself noticing well, how does it feel when I do it at 10 o'clock at night? And if you've done a hardcore energising practice, you will notice that it's probably disturbs your sleep. And so then you'll need to figure out, okay, if I'm going to do it at 10 o'clock at night, I need to do a different type of practice. I need to do a quieter practice. As opposed to, it's midwinter in Dunedin what does it feel like to set my alarm for 6 o'clock in the morning to get up in my freezing cold room and do a yoga practice does that feel good? maybe not so yeah I would say play around with it and be open to change over time a long term yoga practice eventually hopefully you do settle into a regular time but that can take years for that to happen so as a beginner in setting up my home practice just do what you can when you can another handy thing to think about when you're doing a diy home practice is that yoga is a complete system and it's helpful to think of it as having three main blocks in it you can think of lego blocks if you like and one of those blocks is asana, that's the physical movement. And another block is what we call pranayama, which is breathing practices. And then another block is meditation. So depending on who you are, what yoga you've come across already, you might be familiar with all those blocks. You might have done asana, you may have practice pranayama and you may already do meditation if that's the case you can then change around the balance of those blocks traditionally if you're doing a full practice it would have all of those three blocks in it And they do traditionally come in a particular order. So I will explain that to you so you know traditionally and understand why. However, after hearing that, you might be like, well, actually, thanks, but I'm going to do my own thing. And that's fine as well. So traditionally, they go in the order from the gross to the subtle. So out of those three blocks, the most gross is the asana. It's working with your physical body. So you would do that first and that would prepare you and it supports the next practice which is more subtle which is pranayama. So for pranayama the body is sitting still and you're just working with the breath. And in yoga that is seen as the right preparation, the appropriate preparation for the most subtle practice of all which is meditation. So again, the body is still, you're not even working with the breath and you're just working with the mind, the most subtle tool. So that probably kind of makes sense to you. It's like, okay, and that is traditionally how it's done. That is why you do the asana, get the body and the breath synced, then you sit the body down once you've connected it all and you work with the breath in some way and then you're ready that hopefully by then the mind has become pretty quiet and it's easy to slip into meditation. Another way you can think of those blocks is they the proportion of time you spend on each block can can initially depend on what you fancy so I mean a traditional yoga teacher would not say that like if you're getting a traditional practice from a teacher they will not say do what you fancy but I'm talking here to you as the listener who's just trialing all the stuff at home so if you're someone who loves asana and that's what yoga is to you 95% of your practice could be the asana and then you just have a tiny maybe you'd take six breaths at the end sitting still and maybe you're just going to lie down for one or two minutes and that's how it is for you equally if you're someone who's started to develop an interest in the pranayama the breathing practice you could have a practice that's only got say 60 percent asana then you could do 20% of your practice would be pranayama and you could be doing 20% of just quiet meditation. Or if you're older or you've been doing yoga for a long time and the asana isn't really where your interest lies, you can do a practice that only has 10 or 20% asana. You just do a small bit of asana. And then by far the bulk of your practice is about sitting still working with the breath, and doing your meditation practice. When you're practicing at home, you get to kind of, it's a bit like cooking in a way. It's like you get to mix it up and see what's supporting you the most. Over time, hopefully, I would encourage that you get some support or guidance from a yoga teacher, because in yoga and Ayurveda there is this understanding that often like increases like and, and what that means is the things that we naturally gravitate towards are often the things that we're actually out of balance in anyway so that say in, in Ayurveda there's this thing of called vata which means kind of high energy, lots of movement Um, slightly anxious mind someone who has that disposition is possibly going to gravitate towards quite a racy fast practice which ideally they would actually be doing the opposite they'd be doing something slow and quiet and sitting whereas someone who's naturally perhaps already slow and heavy and more kafa they may actually just want to do that anyway whereas they maybe would be a lot better off to do a faster harder practice but initially I would honestly say just give it a go give yourself permission support yourself encourage yourself and talk to friends who practice yoga just be curious and see what works for you and if you want to take it to the next level talk to your yoga teacher or find a yoga teacher that specialises in home practices so you can get something that's perhaps a a little more appropriate and is a little more catered towards you. So I hope that's helpful. One of the other final thing I'll say before we close the show today is to remember that before even any of this asana, pranayama or meditation happens, the first thing is that we're working with the yamas and the niyamas, which are the foundation of all yoga. And two that particularly apply here is the first one is ahimsa, non-harming. Whatever you do in your practice, it must be based on this idea and this actual experience that you're not harming yourself on any level in any way and the second one is a stayer that it's truthful so we're trying to find this place this experience of truthfulness it's like Actually, maybe you can't, maybe it's not truthful. Your body actually can't do what you've seen in a book or on YouTube. That maybe that isn't your truth, and you need to try something else that is more truthful. So, yeah, go forth, try your yoga. I wish you all the best of luck with it. And if you want to get hold of me, um, Kate. If you've just tuned in, Kate Bendel the Dunedin Yoga Lady is my website. And also, if you want to listen to this later, if you want to go back and listen to it as a podcast, um, the, all the podcasts are on the OIR or fm.org website. So you've been listening to the Dunedin Yoga Lady. Thank you for your time. And we'll be back in a couple of weeks